You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Wednesday, March 3rd. As always, I am your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always, the most Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball work in places like Baseball FYI and Friars on Base, or maybe you're familiar with some of my more pop culture, gaming, you know, movie, TV related work at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, and Filmcred, among many others. Of course, guys, you could check out the Twitter page for the show at LO underscore Padres on Twitter, or you could check out my personal account, which is at Javapeno. And that is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. If you feel so inclined, only if you feel oh so inclined, you can hit me up on either of those two accounts with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have, and I'll do my very best to get back to you. And now, guys, it's a very special episode today. Sorry that we didn't have one yesterday, but this will more than make up for it. Locked on, we are having the Division Day special. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means we're doing a crossover across the whole network for the rest of the month. You're getting a crossover every single week with a number of teams, and it depends on which team you're listening to. You're listening to Padres, so it's going to be the NL West, obviously. And guess which team we're starting with, guys? Guess, just guess. What little treat do I have in store for you? That's right. We're talking with Jeff Snyder of Locked On Dodgers, baby. Dodgers crossover, Dodgers Padres. What more do you have to know? What more do you have to know? Let's just get right on to it, shall we? Here we go. All right, Javi. You ready to talk trash for a little while? <laughs> yes, sir. I'm ready. I'm absolutely ready. It's one of the great, uh, not annual, but like bi-monthly traditions, I think, for us. Is yeah, every now and then you just got to bring it up. fifth or sixth time that we've we've done a, some sort of crossover, either for Locked On or for other shows. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like I always end up enjoying it more than you do, And uh, which, which kind of <laughs> is a good parallel to the baseball season, for that matter. Uh-huh. So, uh, uh-huh. I, I guess that's kind of fair. I mean, Dodgers fans in general... I feel like the past few years have often enjoyed baseball in a lot of ways more than everybody else. They're like, eh, yeah, regular season's coming up. Cool. Like yeah. it's, it's become a point where your team literally, they're kind of like the, the LeBron Cavs. They're like, it's like an NBA team almost where it's just like, all right, yeah, we'll probably finish first and it's all good. But this year, I guess that's the big thing is for once, it feels like we actually have a real competition in NLS at the top spot. Yeah, absolutely. The, you know, the, the three, four or five spots are pretty weak. Uh, so, so yes. there should be plenty of enjoyment for both of our teams, but for the first time in a while, I think even in 2018, when the Rockies finished the regular season mm-hmm. tied with the Dodgers, it was, they weren't nearly as good a team as the Dodgers. This is the first mm-hmm. time I think in, in several years that you can really say, oh, there's another team in the division that has a chance to be as good as the Dodgers. And, you know, unfortunately that's your team. And so I, <laughs> I don't like the idea of you being happy, but you know. Let's talk about that a little bit. <laughs> Tell me about it's, what the Padres did this offseason. Oh, man, did they do a lot? <laughs> a lot. I mean, they did. What's funny is they didn't just do like, oh, they traded inside some guys. No, it's like they re-signed their star player, one of the stars of baseball, Fernando Tatis Jr., a 14-year deal. Then they go out, and I'm actually writing about this right now as we speak for, for a website, just have the craziers craziest 24 hours in franchise history probably with the trades for Blake Snell, uh, you Darvish and then signing Hassan Kim in the middle of all that. 
So they did all that. And then they also brought some some things back. They brought back Jerry Profar in a nice little $7 million deal uh, for uh, three years, I mean. Um, and then they trade for guys like Joe Musgrove, who I think is, you know, some people think, does that signal that Lamette is hurt? I don't know. I also don't trust the Padres system and their kind of uh, the way they trickle that out. I don't trust them. They said Mike Clevenger only needed a scope and he had little bone chips. And then two days later, they said he needed Tommy John surgery. So Bobby, that's... is there any evidence that the Padres have ever been dishonest about injury information? I mean, the sample might be small, you know, <laughs> like it might just be a small sample, but it's uh, I guess that that would be the, one of the big concerns, but still, even all of that, then they, they, uh, they just bring in Mark Melanson and Kian Kila. They basically decide, all right, Rosenthal's probably better, but we'd rather have these two guys to fill in for Rosenthal. We're going to go for the two instead of one option, I guess, basically. Um, a rare a rare instance of A.J. Preller not swinging for the fences, apparently. He was like, I'll do everything else, but uh, Trevor Rosenthal, you could, you could go. We're, we're, we're going to play money ball, small ball with this uh, thing. And I think that's it. I sometimes forget everything that they've done, unless I'm missing a move. Musgrove no yeah I think that's about it and then the other thing is going to be just seeing in spring training that'll help deal with it like who gets those final spots Brian O'Grady Luis Campisano Jorge Onya um, Jorge Mateo and we'll see maybe I don't know exactly what's going to happen with the situation but if Mackenzie Gore top pitching prospect in baseball makes his debut in the majors this year is also gonna be a storyline for sure yeah absolutely it's I'm excited to see Gore uh, not as excited to see him pitch against the Dodgers, but mm-hmm. I'm excited to see him pitch against other teams. Uh, he's I, I've seen him pitch several as times in the minor leagues. Uh, you know, I'm a Lake Elsinore native, and so anytime I go home and visit my parents, I go hit a storm game. And so I've seen a lot of these Padres minor leaguers coming up through the system. And uh, yeah, he's exciting. Camposano is exciting, uh, assuming he's not in jail. Um, yeah, that was a... That was the only bad thing that happened for the Padres. I think he's okay. Uh, it happened in a state where it might have been a little bit more troublesome, but I haven't got, I don't think there's been any reports that there's some serious, like, really bad legal issues with that. But hopefully, like you said, hopefully he's not in jail by the time the season yeah. starts. That'd be great. We, we can cross our fingers. And yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was exciting this offseason to see the Padres really going for it. And, and, you know, I, I still think, and, you know, we'll, I think if I had a gun to your head, you'd agree with me that uh, the Padres need a lot more things to go right in order for them to win the division than the Dodgers Mm -hmm. do. The Dodgers Mm -hmm. have a lot more uh, redundancy in place. And basically the Dodgers, they were the the best team in baseball last year on a Mm -hmm. a pace to win 116 games over the course of, if it had been a full season, you know, so like historically good. And Mm -hmm. then uh, I feel like they played the Padres in the postseason. Can't remember how that went, but uh, eventually the Dodgers were holding a trophy at the end of the season. And then they went out and they re-signed Justin Turner, their their one big need. Uh, And, oh yeah, I guess we'll go ahead and and sign the best starting pitcher on the market too. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just to to mix things up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think with the the Trevor Bauer fella you're alluding to, obviously lots the Trevor Bauer discussion has gotten so it's it's hard to even talk about the guy anymore and i do think that to a degree i don't think the amount of money i think people are missing the point that i don't think the money per year matters who cares they're the dodgers they have the money their thing is if he is just a good pitcher we'll take it 
and it means we don't have to play against him. If this guy has a 310 ERA but gets like 250Ks, who cares? They don't need him to be Kershaw in his prime. They just need him to be a quality starter, and that's what made me nervous. That is probably the only, aside from Campisa, so I said, okay, so it wasn't the only bad thing that happened. The worst thing that happened for the Padres this offseason was the Dodgers acquiring um Trevor Bauer, because while it is possible that he blows that he he blows up and that he's bad, I for one don't think that's going to happen. By the way, there's something about that guy. I think he's, I think he's he might be turning a corner. But say he isn't very good. Maybe he's Cleveland circa 2017 or whatever. He has a four ERA. It's whatever. They take the shot on him. It doesn't work. Whatever. Hey, maybe he has a couple good starts in the postseason. So that is definitely something to be worried about for. For, for the Padres fan perspective. Um, whoa, 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 just a second, guys. Got to take a little bit of a break from this fun-filled crossover here to talk to you about the best protein bar around. That is Built Bar. They are not only just soft and easy to chew and covered in 100% chocolate, guys. They've got a great variety of flavors. 12 original, in fact. Coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, toffee coconut, peanut butter, brownie. And they have six amazing new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. But of course, like I said, they are protein bars. So even better than all that, they are healthy for you thanks to their uh, low calories, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. They are great for the keto diet. Just to have an example, the cherry barcia flavor, which is uh, Mama Reyes' favorite flavor for the record, guys. So this is her recommendation, I guess you could say. Uh, 70 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carbs. So what are you waiting for? Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON20 and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. And then let me also just really quickly talk to you guys about another podcast on the Locked On Network. You know, we're talking about all sorts of things here about the Padres, obviously, and the Dodgers in this case. But what about the rest of sports? Well, the Locked On Podcast Network, they've got you covered thanks to the Locked On Today podcast. It's hosted by the great one, the iconic one, the legendary one, Peter Bukowski. And it's all the sports news you need every single morning in under 20 minutes. That's right. It's perfect for your like your, your little trek to work and you're all caught up on all the biggest news in sports subscribe to the locked on today podcast wherever you get your podcast from but yeah i i'm really curious the the dodgers i think one of the more interesting things about them is like you said the padres have to have a lot of things go right right and the dodgers probably have to have a lot of things go wrong if everything basically just sticks on paper this team probably wins, like you said, I mean, at minimum, like 105, 100, at minimum, by the way, which is hilarious. <laughs> at minimum, they're going to win like 106 games. Uh, and then if things go super right, like you said, maybe 116, they stay on pace with last year. That could be great. Um, and especially since three of the teams in our division are quite bad. I don't know why there's been a, have you noticed like a small rumbling of people being like, oh, the Diamondbacks might make a comeback. It might be a little bit better this year. I'm like, nah, I don't, I, the Diamondbacks don't think that. So yeah. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, know what you're talking a, about. It's interesting to see. It's hard to see the Diamondbacks. I, I think they are doing some good things there and mm-hmm. might be decent in the next few years. Uh, I think they're putting together some, some good pitching prospects. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's potential there, but I don't think that potential exists in 2021. I think the Giants are probably clearly the third yeah. place team and, and might even break 500. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the, the Giants, Giants have to play 38 games against the Dodgers and Padres, which mm-hmm. doesn't help them. But, uh, yeah, the, I, the Rockies are going to be maybe not historically bad, but, uh, but really, really bad. And the D-backs aren't going to be a ton better. Yeah, it's going to be a rough season for Rockies fans for sure. 
holy dear God. I mean, Ryan Laddick of Locked on Rockies. I can't wait to do the crossover with him. I mean, his podcast, I, I imagine, is going to get very dark very quickly <laughs> as the season progresses. But that's not the case for our two teams. And just alluding back to the thing with the Padres, um, the, needing a lot to go right, you know, you've made fun of me quite often, unfortunately, correctly, that Ken Myers and Hosmer have the, for the first time in their careers, like back-to-back good season. You could argue, could Will Myers have just a good season uh, aside from last year? He basically wasn't very good before that liability in right field uh, defensively. And I think honestly got a little bit lucky last year with just not too many balls being hit his way. Uh, and yeah, he has a quick release, which is nice, but he doesn't cover a lot of ground and he, you know, it's, it's a mess with Myers in an outfield, but if he's what he can be, if he was what he was in 2020, if he seems to be developing more of a contact ability, uh, you know, he, I mean, there were pitches that he hit last year where he's stretching out to get little singles. And I'm like, that's not what I'm used to from Mo Myers and Hosmer, the launch angle stuff. I hate saying it. It's such a basic like uh, type of thing to say, but old dog learn new tricks, I guess might be the case with Eric Hosmer here, but I'm optimistic, but that is definitely two of the areas where if someone told me the Padres offense slipped a lot this year, my first guess would be those two guys fell backwards and they weren't able to to repeat, I guess you could say. Yeah, and I, I think that's definitely valid concerns on your part. I also think, you know, it's funny because Will Myers was a top prospect at one point. He yeah. was he mm-hmm. was headlining trades. You know, he he was really, really good. One rookie of the year, didn't he? With the, yep. with the Rays. And, uh, you know, so he has always been had potential to be really good mm-hmm. but then you know he's never quite put it all together and then you know basically everything i just said except for the rookie of the year also applies to jerks and profar i mean that mm-hmm. guy was the top yep. prospect in baseball and then oh yeah fizzled and became nothing and so he's another guy who you're you're really looking at like okay can he repeat whatever good he did last year mm-hmm. or it you know who's the real jerks and profar because both of those guys all three of them, if you include Hosmer, are significantly older than you usually expect guys to figure something out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that's one hundred percent true. Um, but like, you know, is it possible that this is this is all legit? I, I do think so. Um, but yeah, the profile thing is crazy. Like, I remember just being in, like, uh, I think it was like my junior year in high school, and being like just hearing about up oh, here comes this profile guy he's he's in the eighth round already for fantasy drafts, even though he hasn't debuted, and he comes up. I think had some really bad injury luck, which is one thing that happened with him. I think his career just kind of had the career from hell when it comes to injury luck. And then Myers and Hosmer, we've already talked about. I'm curious though, because if all of this stays legit and they have some returning guys like Tommy Pham, who another, he basically had the season from hell. He comes out a little bit of a slump, making good contact, but there's some numbers that suggest he got a little bit unlucky. I think his bad bit was unusually low. And then he gets hurt, has the wrist injury, and then comes back late in the season. In the postseason, he was actually pretty good. He had, like, most of the Padres' hits, I think, against the Dodgers or the Cardinals. I can't remember. But uh, so hopefully he can come back and be what they traded for, which is a, you know, five, a four to five war type of player, just solid outfielder, kind of been underrated for a little bit. If he can do that, then that's a huge um, plus return for the Padres to make up for. If one of those three guys falls back, then maybe fam can make up for that. But the bottom line is both their teams are extremely, eh, maybe not extremely, but one of your, our teams is extraordinarily historically deep. And the other one is a lot deeper than what anyone would have guessed a year ago. I mean, a year ago, everyone was like, it's just Tatis, Machado, and Paddock versus the world. And now you look at everything, you're like, what the heck? Like, this team is completely uh, 
extrapolated all those um those those predictions and just shown that they weren't correct uh, i guess in a lot of ways understandably so but now we're looking at a true nuclear war jeff it's going to be the highlight probably of all of baseball this season if we're being honest yeah and you know you're not probably not uh old enough to remember the the actual cold war uh but <laughs> but you know i spent the whole 1980s you know a little bit worried about you know <laughs> the ussr bombing us but also totally confident that USA USA would win if uh, if it came to that, and that's kind of how I feel right now. You know, I feel like the Padres are trying to be the Soviet Union, you know, trying to put some fear into. What? <laughs> Why are we the? <laughs> that's such baloney. Be- because you're the bad guys and you're going to lose. That's what I'm getting at. You know, <laughs> Rocky Balboa is going to take down Ivan Drago. That's Rocky what I'm getting Balboa. at here. Uh, but, you know, you, you talk about the Dodgers' depth, and, and it, it's not just depth. It's it's that you have depth behind basically all-stars at every position or potential all-stars. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got mm-hmm. Gold Glove, former MVP, everything, all-world, Mookie Betts in right field. Gold yep. Glove, former MVP, all-world, everything, Cody Bellinger in center field. A.J. Yep. Pollock, who uh, at times when he's been healthy has been really, really, really good in left field. Justin Turner, you know, multiple all-star uh, team spirit, all that at third. Corey Seager, World Series MVP, former Rookie of the Year at shortstop. Gavin Lux, former top prospect in baseball at second yep. base. Max Muncy, who, you know, came out of nowhere and has hit, you know, whatever, 90 home runs in the last three years. And then Will Smith, who, you know, may be the best catcher in baseball, offensively anyway, at catcher. And then, oh yeah, three former Cy Young Awards uh, winners in the rotation uh, and seven starters. So you don't even know how to make room for them, Uh, you know, and then you've got the depth behind that. You know, it's not just that they are a stacked lineup. It's that behind there, you've got Edwin Rios, who has maybe the most power of anybody in baseball. You know, Matt Beatty, who's a really good hitter, Zach McKinstry, who is uh, planning on taking the, the Kike Hernandez utility role spot. Chris Taylor, who is, you know, I mean, he, he's one of the probably one of the 50 best players in baseball in the last three years. And he's not a starter because he can play all over the place and he's probably going to play close every day. So much. Just a little bit high. That's a little high for, for Christo. I think you're a little bit high, but I get uh, what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I could look at the numbers, but uh, I, I think it's pretty close. <laughs> and, uh, okay. you know, and that's I'll the thing. He flies under the radar because he's got so much defensive value at multiple positions. Yes. yes. He's a great base runner. He's, you know, and, and so he's a solid hitter with great base running and great defense. That's a, that's a really valuable player. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and, and then, you know, the bullpen is like one of those question marks for the Dodgers, just because the bullpen is always a question mark, but they've got so many guys who they can shuffle in and out of there, including roster flexibility with options. So they can be sending guys back and forth between the minors and the majors. And just, I mean, I, I guess what I said at the beginning that a lot would have to go wrong for the Dodgers. It's really like, it's not just, they would have to have a few guys get hurt. It would have to be, you'd have to have a few guys and their backups get hurt, you know? Mm-hmm. So that, that depth depth behind is, them saves them. Yeah. It's fun. It, it's a, it's a fun team to root for. Yeah, it is. It's very, it's a very comfortable team to root for in a sport that a lot of teams are lacking depth and a lot of teams frankly just aren't trying as we saw this off season, kind of the darker side of the off season. 
Whoop, everybody. Hold on just a second. Another second that I got to take to you to talk to you about something very important, guys. That is betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And baseball will soon be in full swing. So that's something to look forward to. Plus, they even cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You know, even those those pesky Oscars and stuff. All those type of things. They've got, you can really basically bet on real-time updated odds on Props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free. That's right, free to sign up. Head to the website uh, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember to use promo code LOCKED ON for that. Bet Online, guys, your online sportsbook experts. But now, I guess to kind of uh, tie a bow on this whole thing. I have one question for you, and I imagine you have one question for me too. I guess my one question would be: uh, No, everybody is not going to be about Trevor Bauer. I'm, I'm almost sick of talking about that guy. It is actually just out of all the mainline guys, not bench guys who aren't going to play much. Out of all the mainline guys, which person are you most concerned with? I know that there isn't too much concern, but is there one guy that you're like, eh, who's going to? This guy might be this year's Max Muncie per se. And if it is Max Muncie, you could say Max Muncie, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a uh, you know, it's hard to say. Everybody's got some question marks. I I don't have much question about Mookie Betts. You know, uh, it's definitely Mookie. Yeah, I, I think right. the answer is probably AJ Pollock, just because mm-hmm. the answer is kind of always AJ Pollock. Um, you know, <laughs> even last year, he had a really good year. He was tied for the le- the team lead in home runs. Uh, and yet the whole season, it was never, you, you never sat there and thought, oh, good, AJ Pollock's coming up, you know? Um, yeah. In the postseason, we saw like, oh, sweet, Corey Seager's coming up. Awesome. Something good's going to happen. Oh, good, Mookie's coming up. You know, you never have that feeling of, oh, good, AJ Pollock's coming up. And gotcha. so for me, that's the big question, especially because there's also, I, I don't know, maybe that they have a lot of outfielders. There's no obvious guy in the past, you know, they've had Jock Peterson and it's like, okay, well, if AJ struggles against righties, you can at least platoon him with Jock Peterson. They have options there. Now Edwin Rios can play some outfield. I don't know if he could actually play a passable left field to really be a platoon partner with Pollock. If Pollock struggled against righties, Matt Beatty uh, can play some outfield. And I personally believe Matt Beatty is a very good hitter and is going to show it. Uh, but you know, it's not necessarily proven. And so I, I guess AJ Pollock against right-handed pitching. If I have one concern, it's that probably, you know, everybody else, I, I expect Muncie and Bellinger both to bat, bounce back from bad offensive seasons, uh, at least by their standards. I expect Gavin Lux to step up and be really good. Justin Turner. I, I think uh, even though I've had some concerns in the past that maybe he's getting old, I think he's got at least one good offensive season left in him. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I think the answer is AJ Pollock. AJ Pollock, AJ Pollock. Remember that one season he had? I think it was like that fringe MVP year. It's just amazing. Yeah. 2015 uh, fantasy superstar. I remember that too. Scored like 120 runs, had the home runs, had the power and had big hits for the D-backs back then too. Um, and just one last thing, like, like you were mentioning with the D-backs, like that's not, you know, part of the reason why both of our teams are good, I think is going to be because the three, four and five aren't any good, but the Rockies are the hopeless ones. There's at least kind of a sense of, okay, the D-backs were like, we swung in 2019, kind of hit, you know, we had some good players. We had Cattell Marte break out. Then they kind of go for it again in 2020. And I think that they're retreating and I think that they're doing it wisely. I think that they're being like, all right, this is, 
it didn't work. Madison Bumgarner has fallen apart. The velocity dipped dramatically. Will Myers, oddly enough, was the one that began the end of his season uh, with that home run that they had. But I, I think you, you bring up a good point with Pollock where it's just like, yeah, I mean, he it wouldn't surprise me that much. The most surprising guy to obviously to fall off would be that guy you have in right field. But um, Bellinger, the thing is this, though, is even if A.J. Pollock doesn't step up, I have a feeling Max Muncie and especially Cody Bellinger are going to come back. So that's what's scary about the Dodgers. I mean, Bellinger, as I remember we were talking about, like on Twitter last year, someone was like, hey, what's he doing? Give him, bench him. What's he doing out there? And I'm like, it's been like, what, two weeks? Like this guy won the MVP. Please bench him. Are you kidding me? Please. I would love that section of Dodgers Twitter to just, please. I would love, love, love for you guys to bench Cody Bellinger for seemingly no reason. That guy is very disturbing and pretty funny in his own way. I don't know if it's intentional, but I enjoy the I enjoyed the picture of him looking just completely stoned in the postseason. I don't know what that was, but I, I, I think he knows more than he lets on that that he's that he, I think he's doing most of it on purpose, making people mm-hmm. laugh, and he's mm-hmm. playing up that dumb stoner kind of persona. My favorite Plum, part of that whole yeah. thing, Javi, was that apparently mm-hmm. in your mind, Dodgers Twitter uh, is still in Brooklyn. You know, your, your, your impression of Dodgers Twitter, everybody had a New York accent. My, I have an accent. I don't even know if it's New York. I just have an accent every now and then that comes out. Like when I say high school, I didn't do it there, but sometimes I say high school. Like, I don't high know. School. What's, yeah, I do that. Right. And I'm like, what, what is this? I have like eight different accents that randomly appear. I'm like 99.9% Puerto Rican. What is going on here? Uh, but yeah, that's, that's a good thing. You got any questions for me? I do. Um, you know, Obviously, uh, Fernando Tatis is going to be a letdown. I'm not going to ask you about that. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. Hang it up. Not allowing it. You can come after every player except Tatis. I don't care. Okay, we'll go with Manny Machado. Obviously, okay, he's going to be a letdown. Um, <laughs> no, I want to talk about the pitching. Uh, you know, what do you – obviously, Blake Snell is really good. Yu Darvish is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Chris Paddock is Bumgarner Jr., uh, which, you know, could be good or could be bad. Mm-hmm. What is your actual expectation for, you know, at the end of the season, if you're ranking all 30 starting rotations, where are the Padres going to rank among the ML, the, the league's best rotations? I think a lot of that is going to be predicated on Denelson Lament and whether or not he's healthy. I'm still, we talked about this earlier. Uh, so not to repeat too many points, I'm still not totally convinced the guy's healthy. Thankfully he threw some like bullpen sessions recently, like within the last two weeks. So it's not, hopeless it's not like we know he's hurt but um it depends on how he does i'd say it depends on how how healthy he is i think that they're at minimum in the top like six or so i think what brings them into the upper echelon s tier is if guys like musgrove and paddock can be if if one of them can be this year's zach davies per se maybe not to that that really high degree but especially paddock who had a really bad sophomore season sophomore slump epitome of it fastball was too straight Guys were batting like 390 off of it. But the good news is changeup is still really good. Pitch, batters are only batting like 180, 190. So at least nobody figured out how to hit that. That that would have been a huge cause for concern. And then Joe Musgrove, I mean, I'm not as wild about him as other people, but people have been high on him for a reason. I mean, he was one of the trade deadline pieces that people said might get moved and people said he might improve some rotations. So if guys like that, if Musgrove, his last, I think it is like 15 starts, if they're legit, if he's turning the corner, then that could be good. I'm not expecting some breakout Cy Young winner here, but if those two guys 
can be just really solid quality, even innings eaters for this team, then I think that they could join the S tier of uh, rotation. So, and that's what's funny is I still think that they're at minimum like a top eight rotation because of the acquisitions of Blake Snell and you Darvish. Like those guys are on fire. And Snell, I think, you know, got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. I think that guy is going to want to come in and be like, no more making me pitch two innings. I'm ready to go out there and just kick, like, kick ass. So I'm really excited to see how he performs, especially. And then Darvish, it's just, it's fun. It's, it's so fun. The eclectic kind of group that they just they've assembled um and then i'd say the other wild card would be gore uh gore would probably be someone that is the sixth guy maybe or maybe even seventh guy depending on how they feel about adrian morajon who is also sneaky young by the way only 22 years old uh so we'll have to see how that pans out he's the big wild card but i wouldn't count on that instead i think the fans should be thinking do we have another Zach Davies this year? Can AJ Preller do what he did with, with Davies, which looking back, Oh my God, what a great trade for them. They also got Grisham out of that. So I think that's what puts them in the S tier, whether or not they're right behind the Dodgers. I don't know. I just think in that top tier though, uh, those are, that's what's going to have to happen for them to be there. I guess one last question I have, you mentioned sophomore slump for, for Paddock. Mm -hmm. Uh, What do you expect from Jake Cronenworth this year? Ooh, that is it's a good one. It's a good one. I mean, when you just, if you just pull up the stat cast, like sometimes Jeff, I go, you know, I'm a little down. I, I didn't have a productive day or something awful in the news happens or some personal stuff happens, whatever. I'm like, let me just go look up Jake Cronenworth's stat cast page. And it puts a smile on my face every time. For the record, I've looked up Tatis first, but for the sake of this bit, uh, I look up Cronenworth and you, you have different, you, know, you have different internet searches for Fernando Tatis. I know how it is. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, so for Cronenworth, I'm expecting him to be a solid infielder. If he is literally just what he was last year, if he doesn't get better at all, that would be great. You know, like I, that'd be awesome. That would be a bargain bin utility player at this stage because he's not being paid all that much. He was really a true out of nowhere guy for the Padres last year. But if he can keep up with that, with the eggs of Vila, all the stats you want to bring up, then that could be huge. Um, the other thing that's going to be worth monitoring is seeing how they manage the playing time between because they've got you know they've have a little bit more depth this year with Hassan Kim who I would not expect to be the everyday starter for people I know he's exciting and has huge potential especially with power but uh wouldn't expect him to be the starter and Jerickson Profar another utility type of guy so we'll see what happens there um if Cronenworth can repeat great but good uh and the good part I like that they at least have those two options that you can be excited about and this isn't a situation where like last year heading into the season it was total panic with the outfield. Like it was like, Oh my God, if anything happens to any of these guys, what are they going to do? Thank God. Jay Cronenworth comes up, which then allows Profar to move to left. So thankfully they have that in their, you know, back pocket, but yeah, Cronenworth is one of the other, I wouldn't call him in that, that Profar Hosmer Myers thing we were talking about before, because I think there's, you could equally as argue that, you know, we don't know enough and both for good and bad. Like he could come at it at like 290. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, so he's going to be fun to watch. And I'm curious to see uh, how they, you know, use his playing time. But I say he'd probably be the front runner for that. I'm excited though. That's going to be Cronin worthy, man. What a absolute surprise. And every team that breaks out, I really feel like it's always, you get that one random dude. No one's been talking about like what you talked about with, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, who was the guy you were talking about earlier? Muncie. Muncie yeah. Oh. Muncie. There we go. Everyone has that kind of one championship people vying for championships, but they have that one guy who just nobody was expecting anything and becomes a productive player. Maybe not on the, the 30, the 90 home runs in three seasons of Max Muncie, but someone on that level. So uh, that's what I'm hoping for. 
Well, good. Uh, yeah, it should be a fun season. I'm excited to to watch it. And I, I feel bad about the, the Soviet Union comparison. So I have one more comparison for you. Okay, Javi? <laughs> I, I'm just uh, looking at you. Rip. You and I are talking on Zoom, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I should probably take a screenshot so I can post this. Uh, all right. I just took a screenshot so that people can see you when I make this comparison. <laughs> you know, you've got okay. the hair looking kind of wild. You've got the facial. You've got the glasses, you know. Yep, I'm ready. Uh, and, and I'm thinking of who... In Padres land has kind of wild hair, some facial hair, sometimes wears glasses to try to look smart. And I realized Javi Reyes is the Pinterest fail version of Fernando Tatis Jr. <laughs> like the what I ordered and what I got meme, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are That's a classic you, one, yeah. You are somebody, somebody made a Fernando Tatis <laughs> bobblehead uh, in some third world country. And it came out looking like you. Damn, that's me. It's like uh, it's like those my player creative modes on MLB and NBA. It's just like the face scan what it turns yeah. out first. I mean, that's fair. I mean, I definitely feel with the headband. That's I've been trying to now that the session is back. Uh, you know, now that spring training is officially starting, I've decided to to rock the headband more and more. I usually am rocking the the nola uh new orleans uh hornets hat that i love to death shout out cp3 but uh yeah that's a that's a good comparison i appreciate that one more than the soviet union one hey, which so, was just what i'm throwing the flag on that one i don't have anything dies, yellow next to dies. me but <laughs> if he does he dies i must put it uh, uh, rocky four what a movie jeez yeah. louise what uh, was it like when that came out jeff uh you know what i i remember seeing it in the theater uh, mm-hmm. it was, uh, yeah, it, it was pretty, I mean, it's height of the cold war. I mean, it was, there was a very USA USA vibe in that movie theater for sure. It was just uh, like, it was like, this is our moment. Rocky's yeah, I mean, going to go beat Drago. Uh, Apollo Creed, you know, spoiler alert, Apollo Creed dying, you know, not, yeah. that, that, that was sad. I, I was sad when Apollo yeah. Creed died, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's my deep yeah. thoughts today. I get sad mm-hmm. when good guys die in movies. So. Oh, I understand that. I understand that. Well, Javi, I look forward to a lot of trash talk with you. I don't interact with a lot of Padres fans because, mm-hmm. to be honest, it's not very fun for me. Uh, but I do Under- enjoy understand. interacting with you uh, because uh, you take it well when I when I say mean things to you. So <laughs> I appreciate that. And I, I appreciate the insults, honestly, because they're creative. You know, like Jeff, everyone, Jeff's like good at it. He isn't doing that like hot tail. I'm just going to call you. I'm just going to say, F, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a, a jerk. No, Jeff's like a jerk, but in the really smart, slick way. You know, I mean, even the, the Soviet Union thing was completely uncalled for, but it was funny <laughs> like, and it was good. So uh, and, I and appreciate honestly, it. Has anybody else ever called you a Pinterest fail for Nando Tati's <laughs> No, no one has ever called me that. They I have it. They probably just called me a fail, but never a Pinterest fail. So, exactly. <laughs> you definitely have that one. All right, go Dodgers. Go Padres. And shazam, everybody. That is it for my discussion with Jeff Snyder of Locked on Dodgers for this Division Day crossover spectacular kind of season preview thing that we're doing on the Locked on Network. It's really, really exciting. Every Wednesday uh, for the rest of the month, you're going to get another crossover with another one of the NL West uh, teams. Next week is with Ben Caswick of Locked on Giants which is March 10th, and then March 17th, there won't be a crossover, but then March 24th, there will be. 
beat with uh, Ryan Latica of Locked On Rockies. And then March 31st, just the time, last one before the season starts, we're doing it with Millard Thomas of Locked On Diamondbacks. So really cool stuff. And that's the thing. All sorts of crossovers going on across the network. There's the every single Wednesday you'll be getting all your crossover uh, crossover stuff for whatever team you might be interested in on the Locked On MLB Network. But before we get into the feature of the pod, otherwise, I want to quickly just mention something. Fantasy Baseball Addicts, you now have a new resource to help give you an advantage in your leagues, and that's Locked On Fantasy Baseball, guys. I love fantasy baseball, so this hits right at home for me. It's a daily fantasy baseball podcast hosted by veteran fantasy analyst Scott Cullen, who uses data in nearly two decades. That's right, two decades of fantasy baseball experience to offer the strategies and waiver wire pickups that lead to league wins. Season-long fantasy, dynasty leagues, DFS, Locked On Fantasy Baseball covers it all. Subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, like I already, you know, kind of illustrated on, uh, we got Division Day next week that you guys can look forward to uh, with Ben Kaspic. And then for the rest of this week, to make up for it, I'm going to have a podcast on Saturday since we missed it on Tuesday. Uh, probably going to be having this uh, fun chat, uh, not fun chat, actually, very serious chat with uh, Gabrielle Starr of Locked On Red Sox and Stacey Gatsoulis about Locked On Yankees about... Uh, Baseball culture when it comes to the treatment of women in it because the Mickey Calloway stuff uh, started coming out yesterday. So we wanted to record uh, and we recorded that yesterday, but that'll be going out tomorrow for you guys or the next day, one of those two days. And then still working on doing my 10 questions for the Padres 2021 season. That'll be a two-parter to look forward to. Got all types of stuff in the bag. Let me tell you, it's a what a time to be alive. What a time to be a Padres fan, everybody. With that all being said, though, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, guys. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever you get it from, wherever you get it from. And if you don't mind while you're at it, send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcasting app. That'd be greatly appreciated. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My prayer faithful homies, take care. Let's go.